Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Once you're in there, you are in, you're in history. It really comes down to, to two things. And then there's also concern about the political and ideological arguments. We've been going through a lot of things as a society. They're just that much better than the negatives. Mm-hmm. They're at such an interesting part of their lives. There are so many decisions that they're making and so many things, so many parts of themselves they're exploring. And so it's really, it's an honor to be a part of that process. Ask a class of elementary school kids what they want to be when they grow up, and chances are you'll hear teacher at least a couple times. How many actually go on to pursue teaching, however, is another matter. Over the last decade and a half, fewer and fewer U.S. college students have gotten education degrees. And a recent guest who follows educator trends closely told us there are not many issues in education currently larger than the shortage of teachers. The Teach and Lead program at Rittner High School in Breckenridge Hills aims to reverse that trend. By providing education training and mentorship to high schoolers, Teach and Lead cultivates a new pipeline of talent for the region, and its goal is to have those students return to the district as teachers once they graduate from college. 2023 Missouri Teacher of the Year, Christina Andrade Melli, went to Rittner High long before Teach and Lead started. But as someone who grew up in and through the Rittner School District, she exemplifies the program's goals. Ms. Melly now teaches English and Language Arts at the very high school she graduated from. And this past weekend, Andrade Melly and five Teach and Lead students took a special trip to Washington, D.C., where they, alongside other State Teachers of the Year and students, got a special tour of the White House. They also participated in a new East Wing installation that White House visitors will be able to see on public tours through mid-September. Here to talk with us about their trip and why they see teaching as a valuable profession, passion, and pursuit, we welcome Christina Andrade Melli, English and Language Arts teacher at Rittner High School, and Ryland Weeks, a Rittner High School sophomore and teach and lead program student. Ryland and Christina, welcome. Hi, uh, happy to be here. (laughs) Good. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Great to see you here. Now, Christina, were you one of those kids who said they wanted to be a teacher when they grew up? I always had that desire, that joy, working with younger students, bossing around my brothers. There were a few short months when I was in college that I said journalism might be the direction, but but teaching always drew me back. There was nothing that just satisfied me as deeply as teaching does. Mm-hmm. And what is it that makes education a worthwhile career path in your view? I think that it's the career path that allows me to be the most creative. Every day brings something different. Working with high school students, which has been my my joy and my job for these past 13 years, they're at such an interesting part of their lives. There are so many decisions that they're making and so many things, so many parts of themselves they're exploring. And so it's really, 
it's an honor to be a part of that process and see them as they're figuring these things out. Mm -hmm. So you are one of these students, Ryland, yes. <laughs> figuring things out, but you've decided that you would like to be an educator? Yes, that okay. is so far the plan. Yeah, and why is that the case? Well, I really like learning. Mm -hmm. I just enjoy the pursuit of knowledge, and I enjoy uh, the experience that comes from learning new things. Mm -hmm. And I would like to pass on that love and that passion and that drive into like-minded students. Yeah. And who or what influenced this decision? Mostly my teachers in elementary school. Um, I, I, am I allowed to say yeah, their names? Free, free, yeah, feel free to shout uh, them out. <laughs> they are Miss Goggin and Mr. Bondi are the two biggest ones, mm -hmm. uh, both at Ivelin Elementary absolute joyous teachers and they kind of the way that they taught resonated with me and the way they believed in me resonated with me and it just hit me what if I could give that exact same experience to others mm -hmm. and that really is what got me kicking off the idea of hey maybe teaching would be a good career path mm -hmm. so then being part of teach and lead Ryland what has that been like um I joined Teach and Lead relatively recently when my teacher, Miss Hoskins, uh, nominated me for the program, and I was accepted in. And it's so far been great. We've had uh, universities talk to us, like Fontbon. Uh, we had the special school district talk to us. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it got me my way to the White House. Okay. <laughs> And it was your first time, right? Yes, first yeah. time ever in Washington, first time at the White House. Okay, we're definitely going to come back to that. Now, Christina, as you hear Ryland talking, you know, education, and this was in our, our intro as well, It's it has gotten quite a negative rap, right? High levels of stress and burnout, wages are not great, um, and then there's also concern about the political and ideological arguments surrounding classroom curriculum. How likely do you think it is, Christina, that at least some of these issues will be resolved by the time Ryland and you know, his fellow teach and lead students make their way to the classroom? Oh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I would love to say that they'll all be resolved, that everything will be wonderful and uncontroversial. But though I'm an English teacher, I find a lot of comfort in history. And if you look at the history of education in the United States, we sort of continually work out some of our bigger issues through the classroom, which makes a lot of sense. Our, our future is in our classroom. What we value is in our classroom. Our economic future, our moral future is there. And so it makes sense that it's a very emotional topic for a lot of people, that it's really important. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you look back at the history of public education, we go through cycles where things are a little bit more heated or a little bit more settled. And so I'm hopeful that by the time Ryland's entering the classroom, we'll be in a more settled period mm -hmm. because I think everyone would agree that we've, we've been in a very heightened, very emotional time because we've been going through a lot of things as a society. Yeah. Are there any specific examples you look to for comfort or to kind of, you know, fuel... Um, some practical hope. <laughs> oh, so many things. Uh, when in doubt, you can always turn to the Lord, Audrey Lord, and think about self-care and thinking about this work in the classroom as a marathon. That there are, it's generational work. I don't have the responsibility to fix everything or 
feel the pressure to have every answer because people before me have come up with answers and people after me have come up with, will come up with other answers. Mm -hmm. And so really my job is to take care of myself, to take care of my students and to make sure that I can continue the work. We also want to hear from you this hour. Did you ever consider a career in education? What made you pursue it? Or what made you choose a different path? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 314-382-TALK. You can also email us at talk at stlpr.org. So, Christina, do you discuss some of these things with the students that you work with, whether it it's students who are part of the Teach and Lead program or just with those you are teaching, you know, in the classroom, uh, just sort of regular track kids? I think that any students who walk into my classroom, and this year that's sophomore students and senior students, they're very hungry to discuss and to wrestle with issues that are real. They recognize that they're about to enter sort of that adult arena, and they really need the practice at listening to one each other, listening to one another, and discussing a whole variety of things. And I think that one of the challenges with encouraging people to come into the teaching profession is that they can see they listen to the messages in the media. They see their teachers in the classrooms. And so we'll discuss, well, these are things that are going on. Um, this might be a new policy. This is a change that we have to make because of things going on in the world. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. What should we do about that? How are we going to tackle that in our room? And sometimes that means bringing in new texts if backgrounds aren't reflected in our classroom. Mm-hmm. I've had students share out sort of this is what we'd like to see. We've talked about practices in the classroom, whether something is fair or unfair. But I think the more that I've invited students and families into that conversation, I think the richer our classroom has been. Mm-hmm. So is Miss Melly a teacher of yours? No, I have never had her as a teacher, okay. unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yes. There's yes. still time, though, because you're a sophomore y- now. Yes. Right. So as you were listening to what uh, Miss Melly was talking about, were, are there any things that have come up sort of as um, things that you worry about when it comes to becoming a teacher? Or does that does that goal sort of stand in front of you as something that is uh, it's not complicated by some of these questions? No, I am. I definitely see a lot of the issues and concerns like burnout, low wage. These are definitely real things that need to be alleviated somehow. But. I think it's a negatives getting outweighed by the positive situation where the positives of learning, pursuit of knowledge, and all of this can be slightly put aside because they're just that much better than the negatives. Mm-hmm. So it just outweighs. Yes, yeah, just right, simply right. outweighs, at least in my opinion. Yeah. So we're now at the beginning of a new school year, and you had mentioned earlier, Ryland, uh, this first visit to Washington, D.C., and at the White House, you were asked to share reasons that you feel optimistic about the coming school year. So, Ryland, do you actually feel optimistic? Sometimes there's pressure to give sort of the right answer. Um, Is there some other way that you would describe how you're feeling about this year? For me, I am taking a ton of honors classes, a lot of the harder stuff, and I'll admit it, I'm a little bit worried that I might not be able to keep up with all the pressure 
and all of the deadlines and all of the work. But at the same time, I'm also hopeful that because I am putting in the time and the effort into these classes, my educational reward will be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. And for you, Miss Melly, <laughs> what are you optimistic about for this year? My answer that I left at the right house, I think, is is my real answer, which is my community, mi comunidad. Um, as a teacher who came back, I came back to this specific district for a reason, and that's the people. And I think even with those bigger issues, the sort of societal challenges around education, I'm really fortunate that in Rittner, I'm surrounded by great people, colleagues who lift me up, uh, students who are right there with me, administration, a school board who's really supportive of teachers. And so I think that the community around me gives me so much hope. Mm -hmm. Now, you've mentioned, Ryland, that being a teacher is also about learning. What is it that you learned from this trip to the White House? Um, I learned a lot about the cultural impact of some of our greatest figures. Seeing all these people gathering around their monuments to pay respect. For example, uh, we visited the Martin Luther King Memorial Monument. And there were a lot of people there looking at these quotes that he said, not from from his one speech, because he was so much more than that speech. He was... He's an entire quote book, to say the least. (laughs) He's got tons of amazing things he said. And seeing all these people gather around it really shows his cultural impact. Mm -hmm. And what was it like to be there on a special tour with, with teachers and other students from other states? Oh, it's fantastic. You get to walk around. You get to see some of the more historic rooms. And they each had little information bubbles that were like, hey, uh, Thomas Jefferson picked out this specific kind of plates, like little fun facts. Okay. <laughs> and seeing all of us learning about this historical building and its meaning was very interesting and very exciting. And for you as a teacher, Christina, what was it like to see students experiencing that all together? I think it's similar to being a parent that when you see someone younger experiencing this, you get to see it with fresh eyes. Um, Our group, they were not the only students along with, and they were not the only future teachers. The Illinois Teacher of the Year brought students who also intend to be educators with. I think the youngest students with us were actually rising kindergartners. Oh, wow. Okay. The the Maryland Teacher of the Year brought her co-teacher and three very excited young students. And so to see just that, that excitement and that joy of seeing a new place and being with the people I think that that just brought it home that we we do this because of that joy of learning something new. So we're going to get back to home and joy after we take a very quick break, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at choosewood.com.
Let's return to our conversation with Missouri's 2023 Teacher of the Year and Rittner High School educator and graduate, Christina Andrade-Melli, and Ryland Weeks, a sophomore at Rittner High who's part of the Teach and Lead program. Teach and Lead provides education training and mentorship to high schoolers, and its goal is to have those students return to the district as teachers after graduation from college. And we want to hear from you this hour. When you were in school, did you have teachers whose background reflected yours? What did that mean to you? Or if that wasn't the case, what effect did that have? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 314-382-TALK. You can also email us at talk at stlpr.org. Christina, you'd mentioned earlier that you take suggestions from students as to what they would like to see, what they would like to do. And America's public school teachers do not reflect the ethnic and racial diversity of public school students. At least it's, it's far less, right, racially and ethnically diverse. When you were growing up, did you have teachers who shared, you know, aspects of your black, of your background that is I didn't, and that's, I think, a lot of why I became a teacher. My, I am a first-generation American. My father was born in Jalisco, Mexico, and so he and my mother, when they met in college and chose to settle in St. Louis, we were really part of a first wave of Mexican-American families who were settling here. And I came back to Rittner because my teachers supported me and poured into me and invested in me. But there were always sort of small elements that they maybe didn't understand as to Mm -hmm. why my 15th birthday was a big deal or um, why I was very, very concerned about getting an 89% on something. You know, I felt a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. And is that something that when you were a student that you thought about – and I guess more as a student in college because you were preparing to become a teacher? Yes, I think that the more conversations that we were able to have, much of our class reflected the same thing that we see now, that that we didn't have a, a great number of diverse educators. But you could see minds opening the more they heard, oh, this person I know and respect has this experience or this perspective, and I haven't thought about it before. I think making not only space for educators that reflect our students and our families' backgrounds, but making space for conversations with all educators. Mm -hmm. I think that that was something that we really were trying to do, even when I was in school. Yeah. So, Ryland, you and uh, Ms. Melly, there's some generational difference between the two of you, and communities have changed. There are different people who live in the same district, right? In your experience, I mean, have you had teachers whose background is different from yours? Uh, quite a few, actually. Obviously, culturally, I've had many diverse teachers of many different races, backgrounds, ethnicities. But I've also had a lot of teachers who have just came from different other ways, like uh, money. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some of them have had more money than others. And then for the wise of background... Um, trying to think mm-hmm. it's not the very easiest thing for me to oh think no that's okay how about male teachers i mean you mentioned a male teacher when you were yes. shouting out your elementary school's influences right so has there been some more of that that you've seen like 
variation in, in gender? Oh, yes. There's, there's a big variation in gender in, mm-hmm. when you're talking about teachers. Yeah. And uh, how do you think that, that that helps you as a student? It allows me to see all sorts of perspectives of life, which is something when, you know, you are a student, you need to hear. You need to be able to see all of these different points so you yourself can become a better person. Now, Christina, in, in terms of returning to Rittner, you talked about teachers sort of pouring into you. Are there any other reasons you decided to come back to the district that you grew up in? And what benefits has that come with? I think we actually begin the school year by sharing why. Why do we teach and why do we specifically teach here? And I'll have my students look around the classroom at each other. And you can see students from all different backgrounds, all different families who Um, some who plan to enter the military, some who are going to college, some who want to go to work. So really diversity along all of these different planes. And what I share with them is that not everywhere is lucky enough to be like that. Mm -hmm. And to already know a place and to call a place like that home already, that that just confirmed the decision that this is absolutely where I want to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that those, the roots that I have in the community now, um, started when I was younger, but but I can say I teach in my sophomore English teacher's classroom and all of the students of course sit kind of sit back and say, Oh okay. that's interesting. <laughs> it's a form of respect in another way, right? Absolutely. And have you had the the kids of people that you went to school with in your classrooms as well? Yes, I have. And so that's that's so exciting to to have that deep knowledge of a person and say, I see that you're doing well. I see that your family is doing well, that you're still here and investing in the community. I think that that's a comfort for families to say this this is a place that people come and people stay. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Rittner graduates who come back and teach, actually, and I think it's for similar reasons. Yeah. Rylan, for you, um, being someone who's younger, there are many things that could happen in your life. Do you want to come back and teach at Rittner? I am very willing to come back and teach at Rittner. Okay. Rittner is, I've been here my entire life. The school district has a lot of opportunities. And again, as a teacher, how I said as a student, you need to be able to experience all sorts of different backgrounds. Well, because Rittner is so diverse, a teacher can experience all sorts of different backgrounds. And both students and teachers can get tons of experience off that. Mm-hmm. Now, in the trip, I want to go back to that very quickly. You are representing your district. You're representing your school. There are things that you shared there. What did the installation look like? So we were talking about what your thoughts were. What did the inst- installation, com- uh, what did it consist of, Ryland? So... Tons of security, obviously. You're walking in (laughs) through TSA, four different checkpoints. But once you're in there, you are in, you're in history. Mm -hmm. You are in this beautiful white house with all sorts of brown doors, golden things. Um, We walked in. We went up a flight of stairs, and that's where we got uh, this little chalkboard, some sticky notes, pen, and this is where we wrote down what we were optimistic for in the school year. There was a little, on another board, there was uh, happy back to school from President and Dr. Biden. And then we'd walk down a hallway, we walked down another hallway, and there is these paintings of 
Jill and Joe Biden both around just different schools and doing things for the community. And then you'd go down more hallways and there's, I said there were pictures of Biden. There's pictures of almost all, like a ton of the presidents. Uh, the ones I specifically seen a lot of were uh, President George W. Bush, President Ronald Reagan, uh, President Kennedy. And you just see all of these historical figures and how they all shared one place in time and it's so interesting and i think it's just very cool yeah to put it simply so how about for you mm -hmm. christina especially given that you know you're coming back it's your 13th year teaching that's right um and you were coming back you know during a very particular moment in time mm -hmm. uh, what is it that you saw in the installation that you have brought back and maybe hope to share as you teach this year? I think the big thing that I'm bringing back, seeing the, the, the chalkboard that they had with little Apple sticky notes of all of the things that people are hopeful and optimistic about for the year, I think I'm bringing back that sense of solidarity and sort of that sense of honor that all of the people there were teachers and students. And... I think that that's a message that teachers and students deserve to be in the White House and deserve to have this special invitation that really when we're elevating our educators, they can then elevate our students. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the sense I'm bringing back. Yeah. Now, as the school year gets further underway, do you have a message you'd like to share with fellow teachers here, mm -hmm. school administrators, and maybe even with parents? Mm -hmm. I think that if I have any success in the classroom as a teacher, it really comes down to, to two things, to getting close to people and then getting curious about problems. That whatever issue it is that we're tackling, whether it's a curriculum question, whether it's a personal conflict, you have to get up and close with those people. Reach out to them and get to know them and recognize that there's a humanity and there is a need that's being addressed there. And then together to become curious about how you can tackle that issue together. Mm -hmm. I think we've had a lot of success with it. And I think that no matter who you are, you can find more creative and more inclusive solutions for everyone that way. Yeah. And Rylan, to wrap it up for us, what is it that you're looking forward to most this school year? I am looking most forward to just learning, I guess. I think it's the best way to put it. I'm ready to learn so much. I got tons of classes that I'm very excited about. Uh, one is actually working in education, which I guess is the class I've been most excited for. Okay. Uh, which is a class where they teach you how to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And it's, to me, it's a very exciting class. I actually think after this interview, I'm going to be going to that class is the funny thing. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> It's a great way to get ready for it. Oh, it's a great way. <laughs> Rhineland Weeks is a sophomore at Rittner High and a teach and lead student. And Christina Andrade-Melli is a high school teacher at Rittner High School. The installation that we're, they were talking about at the White House will be in on display, that is, in the East Wing until mid-September. Thank you so much for joining us today and good luck this school year. Thank you. Thank, thank you. This episode was produced by Emily Wood. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio.
understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.